Hello everyone, welcome back to A Beautiful Life. Today we're going to be talking a bit more about estrogen and its relationship with the liver. Um, we all pretty much know by now that gut dysbiosis creates a situation of estrogen dominance. I believe I've talked about that in a previous episode and that's why we struggle with PMS. That's why we have PMS symptoms is because, because uh, everything in the gut just kind of it's a cascading effect if you've got dysbiosis, dysfunction in the gut, everything else follows. But did you know that the liver is also part of this process as well? So today we're going to be talking about the process of the liver and its role in estrogen metabolism. That's a really important topic that I don't hear anybody talking about, honestly. <laughs> so estrogen is metabolized in the liver. And if it's not metabolized correctly, estrogen increases throughout the whole body. So phase one detox primes the estrogen for elimination while phase two detox conjugates or combines it and its metabolites. This creates a substance that can then be evacuated through the bile duct and into the intestines. Estroblome is a group of microbes that live in the gut and produce an enzyme called b glucuronidase that deconjugates this estrogen that is now put into the intestinal tract, turning it back into its active form. So not good. <laughs> Once that happens, the estrogen that was turned inactive by the liver is then reactivated and reabsorbed, beginning to circulate through the body yet again, which then leads to estrogen dominance because your body's just essentially not able to get rid of that excess estrogen. So you just got constant flows of estrogen through your body. So it ends up being this vicious cycle of deactivating estrogen and reactivating it over and over and over again, and the body just isn't able to keep up. And it's not able to remove that estrogen, so then it just builds up and builds up and builds up because our bodies, as women, continues to produce estrogen. Our body just does, it just, it never stops producing. Even when you get into menopause, it's just producing it in smaller amounts. So you can imagine how much it can actually build up. So this is when we get into PMS and weight gain or the inability to lose weight. Women who have problems losing weight usually have an estrogen problem. That's not always the case, but we see a lot of patterns going toward this. Um, we also end up with fibrocystic breast disease, irregular cycles, low sex drive, hair loss, cold hands and feet, poor memory, sleep issues, and fatigue. And these are just a couple of symptoms. There are a couple more, um, but most of them fit into the PMS symptoms like cramping and bloating and all that good stuff, right? So how can we fix this issue? The best way to get your body back on track, breaking down that estrogen and removing that excess is number one, by getting regular physical activity. This can be white, blah, I just combined walking and biking, walking, biking, regular workouts. You can lift weights. You can do um, any kind of workout training that you want. Swimming. It can be laundry, doing laundry, like heavy loads of laundry. It can be cleaning your house. It can be anything you want that incorporates physical activity. It can even be gardening outside. So making sure that your body is moving is going to help circulate that estrogen and it's also going to get your body body back on track working the way it's supposed to. If you're still all the time and immobile and you're not doing anything, your body 
is not able to one circulate any blood your cir- excuse me your circulation will be off completely you've got to have movement in order to circulate oxygen and blood throughout your body but you also have more circulation of hormones um, two, incorporating healthy fibers. I feel like a lot of us don't eat enough fiber. One really important thing you can look at is if you're, I think I, I could be completely wrong. I think it, it, this might either have to do with fiber or fats. I think if your bowel movements float, you're not eating enough fiber or it's fats. I can't remember. Well, now I've just stuck my foot in my mouth. Anyway, it could be one or the other. I know that if you have irregular bowel movements and if you are prone to constipation, you are definitely not eating enough fiber. Um, I know that for a fact. So I could be wrong about that other one. I'm not sure. I'll have to look into that. Anyway, uh, we need to be eating fiber. If you're not having regular bowel movements, you you have to fix the fiber issue immediately because it is unhealthy. That's another reabsorption of toxins that is happening in your intestinal tract. So eating fibers is going to clear out not only your intestinal tract and help rebalance the microbiome in your gut, but it's also going to remove that excess estrogen and any other hormones that are building up in your body. Number three, working on resetting and rebalancing liver detox pathways, which can be done nutritionally, but usually when you're working with the litter, liver, um, it may require, require further testing I'm sorry, I'm just like tripping over my tongue today to see if there's any underlying reason for the poor detoxing. Also, I never recommend that you just liver detox on your own randomly. The reason why is because there may be a lot of products out there that are great liver detoxers, but it may not be right for you. So certain people can't do certain detoxes because it will make matters worse. That's why we tell people who want to go through heavy metal detoxes not to do it on their own because it can be more dangerous than it can be helpful. So same thing goes with any other kind of detox, any kind of juice cleanse or liver detox. You want to really make sure that you're being tracked by a health professional so that you can make sure you're doing the right thing for you. And that's where the further testing comes in. So if you are having a detox pathway issue, first of all, we have to nail down which detox pathway is being slow, which one's sluggish and which one's sped up. Um, Because it could be one, it could be two, it could be both, it could be neither. Um, So we need to figure out what's going on and if there are any underlying reasons for that happening. Um, so yeah, the liver detox is, is not as complicated as I'm making it sound, but it can become complicated if you do it wrong and then, then you've made things worse and then you've just complicated the situation. Um, you can actually damage another detox pathway if you're, if you're looking too closely at one and not the other. So it's really important to get someone to, you know, coach you through what to do properly. Um, and in fact, I do that. So if you're interested, I have free consultations. Your first consultation is always free. You're welcome to ask me any questions you might have about liver detoxing or maybe hormones. Anyway, moving on. Number four, eat more berries and nuts, particularly walnuts. So berries are excellent for your health. In fact, whenever I put someone on a low glycemic diet, which doesn't happen often unless they're having insulin issues, 
I always leave berries in because berries have so many wonderful vitamins and minerals and antioxidants that help your body recover and they help with the carcinogens that build up in your body just through regular physical activity and um, stress because we all have stress in our lives. We've talked about that before. So carcinogens, they build up in your body whether we like it to or not and so berries help with their antioxidants and vitamins and minerals remove all of that but also nuts same thing they're full of healthy fats they're full of healthy proteins um they are full of fiber both of these are full of fiber and so nuts particularly walnuts are really good for balancing hormone levels and then we go to five getting enough sleep you guys already know how important sleep is we've talked about this before um we talked about it last month when we were talking about hormones um the hormones melatonin and serotonin, we talked about how important sleep is. If you're not sleeping well, it's going to throw your hormone balance off, not just just your happy hormones, not just your dopamine and your serotonin and your melatonin. It's going to throw off other hormones in your body as well. Um, Your estrogen, your progesterone, your testosterone, any kind of hormone that you can think of, it can throw it off. So you really want to make sure that you're getting enough sleep. Um, Typically for adults, eight hours is pretty average although for certain adults like myself I find that I I just function better if I've had eight and a half to nine hours of sleep at night so everyone's different but eight hours is usually the typical amount of time and then number six hydrate 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 should I say it one more time (laughs) hydrate nobody drinks enough water I'll be honest, everybody who goes through FBCA testing, which is functional blood chemistry analysis, are shown to be dehydrated. They are not drinking enough water. And unfortunately, maybe they are drinking enough water, but they're not drinking the appropriate type of water, if that makes sense. So the best way to hydrate is to add some Celtic sea salt. Again, we've talked about this already, but adding just a pinch of Celtic, oh my gosh, Celtic sea salt to your water in the morning helps with the mineral balance in your body. And so if you're not balancing the minerals in your body, your body will test as dehydrated even though you're drinking water. So having that little pinch of mineral packed salt in your water and it doesn't make it taste salty i promise as long as you stir it around it helps to balance the hydration levels because what you're doing when you are drinking minerals and electrolytes is you're allowing that that what is it called oh my gosh the osmosis the osmosis to balance in your cells and so you have to have a balance of potassium and sodium in order to have that and when you have that good balance of potassium and sodium in your cells then you test out as perfectly hydrated so just a little tip for you guys and then the last one the seventh one keeping stress levels low again we talked about this stress is in everybody's life um it's really unavoidable but there are ways to combat stress when it comes up in your life and if you are interested in knowing how to prevent stress from overtaking your entire life you can check out last month's episodes. I don't have it in front of me, so I don't exactly know what number it is or what the title is, but I know it had something to do with stress. <laughs> Let me see if I can find it here. 
Um, we talked about, shoot. Well, last week or not last week. Oh, um, I think we talked briefly about it in the body's command center. We talked about nervous system health. So we talked about stress briefly in that, but we also talked about the pineal gland. Um, so the pineal glands function. We also talked about it on, on the regular YouTube videos. So if you do follow my YouTube channel, it's on there as well. So we talked about it a lot. I think I might be getting my workshops confused with my podcast episodes though, because we talked about it in three separate workshops. Two weeks ago, we talked about stress. So if you are interested in more stress topics, I will be scheduling another workshop specifically geared towards stress and good breathing habits and just everything regarding stress. Um, I will be scheduling another workshop in May. So if you're interested in that, um, definitely give me a follow on Eventbrite, but also you can sign up for the newsletter and I'll have updates on that as well. So anyway, um, usually when we work with liver detox pathways, there could be many reasons as to why either one of the pathways or both are sluggish or working too fast. Um, unfortunately, if one is working sluggish and the other one is working normally, it's going to get clogged up somewhere. But if, if one is working too fast and the other one's working too slow, then there's another clog as well because one's working too quickly and it's building up into the sluggish pathway. So it's really important to figure out which one is not working appropriately. And this is why if estrogen dominance is suspected, it might be a good idea to go in for further um, FBCA testing just to see if anything points to liver dysfunction. And usually when we're working with hormones, we do start with the gut and the liver because if we don't start with that and we're just dealing with, okay, we've got to get your hormone levels balanced, but we're completely ignoring the liver and the gut and their important role in all of the hormones that we have throughout our body, we're not really fixing anything. And the goal of what I do and the goal of my whole business is to fix the underlying issue and not offer a bandage solution. So anyway, just thought I'd throw that in there. It's important to to go for the underlying reason why things are dysfunctional. Not just say, okay, yeah, I've got estrogen dominance, so I got to do seed cycling and get my estrogen lower. No, it doesn't work that way. Sometimes there is and sometimes there isn't an underlying issue. It just depends on the person. The best way to find out, other than adjusting your diet a couple of times and using some minor guesswork, which sometimes we have to do, sometimes we have to guesswork, sometimes we have to change our diet up a little bit. Um... And that's okay. Sometimes for people it works, some for them it doesn't. But one of the best ways to find out is just getting your blood tested. And honestly, it's going to save you a lot of time in the long run. If you just get it tested, you go through a full hormone panel. Um, all the guesswork is taken out. And so you know exactly what's going wrong. And so you can deal with it at the source rather than just guessing around. It's so frustrating when you're guessing around. I've had clients come to me who want to go on gut protocols and they have all of the symptoms that you would think that go with gut protocols. But unfortunately, you know, oftentimes there are some underlying issues that 
we don't know about because we just simply don't have the blood panels to look at. We don't have the blood work. And so there's a lot of guesswork. And so they'll spend like a month trying to guess around and see what's going to work and what's not going to work. And it's just, it's, it's frustrating. It does get frustrating because then you plateau and you're like, okay, well that didn't work. So we're going to try to figure something else out. Whereas if you just got your blood panels done, I mean, you're good. You, you pretty much know what's going on. If you do have any questions about how you can actually order your own blood panels, which I I have actually shocked at how many people don't know that you can order your own blood panels online, you don't have to go through your doctor because what you do when you go through your doctor is they will hike up the price so high that you're paying probably about twice the amount that you should when all you can do is there's a couple of sites online um, that you can go and you can have a professional say, I think you should test for this, this, and this. You can go ahead and be like, okay, I know what to test for. And you can pick your test. And all you have to do is purchase it and go to your local um, phlebotomist and they'll they'll do your blood work for you. So I just think that's really interesting. I try to tell as many people as I can, I'm like, you don't have to be paying this much for your blood work. Um, but if you do have any questions about that piece, feel free to get in touch with me. I'd love to help you out in that. I've had a young lady who got her hormones tested and they tested for every hormone except the important ones. And she's like, well, next week, next time, can I just, you know, ask you <laughs> what I should be testing for? I'm like, yeah, no problem. You can actually order your own online. You can just pick what you want to choose. If you feel like you're having thyroid issues, you can go for a full thyroid panel. Be like, okay, I'm going to test for all these thyroid markers. <laughs> Or if you feel like you're having a liver detox issue or estrogen dominance, you can choose a blood panel that's going to test your estrogen levels and your liver markers. So there are so many options that doctors don't tell you this. So just I'm just letting you know that you have more control than you think you do. So anyway, as always, thank you guys for listening. If you have any questions about anything that we've talked today about today, specifically about blood work, please let me know. I would love to answer those for you. Um, we will be having a mini workshop about hormones free on Instagram this week. Um, we're having it tomorrow. So this is Wednesday that we're uploading this. So tomorrow is Thursday, the, the 9th. So the 9th of February at three o'clock. I will be going live on Instagram. We're going to have a mini workshop. We're going to be talking about hormone balance, why it's important, um, how we can tell if we are imbalanced hormonally wise, and how we can restore balance back. It's only a 30-minute thing. It's very, very short. There's going to be a little Q&A at the end, and it will be safe for later so you guys can check it out later. Um, But it is kind of neat for you to be there live so you can ask any questions that might come up. So I am very excited for that. So until next time, guys, thanks for listening. Have a beautiful life. Okay, so as I was listening to this back, I want to apologize for the clicking noise. Um, I have a guinea pig, and this is the only quiet room. So next time, I'm going to take her water from her because she's drinking throughout this entire episode, and it drives me nuts. So I just wanted to apologize for that noise. It will not happen next week. (laughs) All right, guys.